Hi. Hello. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And you're listening to What's, What's on, on Your, your Mind? mind. <laughs> but both of us, we because we're recording over Zoom, like there's a lag. So both of us like pause at some point. So when I feel like I'm saying it at exactly the same time as you, you then like pause in the middle because it sounds like to you that I'm saying it late. It does sound like you're saying it late, but it's weird because I feel like when we're just chatting, it doesn't feel like there's a lag, but for the beginning, it's always so slow. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's always like a long pause after we say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, mm. whatever. It's not the same. Hi. One, two, three, four, five. Hello. Not that long. It <laughs> <laughs> no. definitely no, no. doesn't have the same ring as before. That's true. That's true. Hopefully we can record one while we're together soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. But anyways, I think it's working out. Although it's like precious time, isn't it? It's weird. Like I, like I listened to it last week and I don't know. I just didn't notice. I mean, it really doesn't sound much different from when we were together. So that's nice. I mean, the other thing is as well, is that so many podcasts are recording over zoom and over yeah. phone calls these days because of everyone. because of covid yeah mm. so you know all of the big podcasts that i know that not that i know all of most of the podcasts that i follow are recording on on zoom so and i i listen to them all the time so i don't have an issue with it so the reason i mentioned i mean our microphones are 50 dollars like the podcasts i yeah. listen to have you know super high quality equipment so i was like worried yeah how we would sound, but we sound fine, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And since I said we sound fine, why don't we get started with the topic? <laughs> Which has nothing to do yeah. with that. I was just trying yeah. to find So what? <laughs> yes, yes, do. What is our word for the week, Alison? My word with it. for this week is ice. Ice. Ice, ice baby. baby. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to do the original? Vanilla. Are you going to do... David Bowie, Queen. Yeah, I was going to go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I should have known you wouldn't have gone for the hip hop one. <laughs> well, you're going to start us off today with your culture corner. What do you have to tell us about ice? I am. Yes. So I actually um, I have a like a short. Well, I say short. It's two episodes long documentary series to recommend to people it is on netflix so i mean i am using korean netflix so i'm not sure if it's on other netflix um but it's called korean cold noodle rhapsody and uh it's all about nengmyeon which are like ice uh it's the ice noodle dish that people always eat in the summer um and I, i'm pretty sure it's hosted by baek jongwon who is a he's a he's a celebrity chef that we've We've mentioned him before, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I cook a lot of his recipes, so probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's a two part documentary all about Nengmyeon, um, hosted by a great celebrity chef that we both like. And um, yeah, that's it. Super short nice. one for you there. That's good <laughs> there for are summer. also English subtitles. Oh, good. So uh, if you don't understand Korean you can understand the English and if you speak English then you can understand the English subtitles I think anyone listening to our podcast speaks English that's a very good point yes <laughs> I think so <laughs> um I was told by a friend today about an app called Watcha 
and uh, it's uh-huh. a movie platform for Korean, mostly Korean films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a two week free trial. And then after that, it's only 7,900 won a month. So about $7 a month. So mm-hmm. you can check that out. Maybe they have it on there and it mm-hmm. might be a good place to, if you don't feel comfortable streaming to pay right. for high quality Korean films and TV shows and documentaries. That's watch a W A T C H A. If you, if you okay. don't have Netflix in Korea. Right. Or right. you can just buy a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you used a VPN for Netflix for other countries? Um, does it work? No, because I, I use, uh, I don't know, I feel like scared saying this from like the LimeWire days. I use a, an app called Streamio where you can literally okay. stream everything in the world. Sometimes I wonder like why I still even have Netflix and Disney Plus because ev- they have <laughs> everything on Streamio. So oh, wow. okay. if there's something I want to watch that's not on Netflix, I just get it there. From LimeWire days. I love these yeah, I'm like scared. I'm like, they're, gonna, they're listening to me. They're going to yeah, I, <laughs> I used to get scared about that, but then it was my dad that introduced me to downloading songs from LimeWire. So yeah, I was like, if my dad does it, then surely it's okay. <laughs> There were, I just remember like you would hear about that one person who got caught and like everybody would act like it was going to happen yeah. to you, but it was uh-huh. new. It was new. We didn't really understand it. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that recommendation. I'll no check problem. it out. I like Nengmyeon. Me too. Actually. Do you like Mul Nengmyeon or do you like Bibim Nengmyeon? So Mul Nengmyeon for people who don't know is the watery, like the soup version and like that comes Although with the ice in it. You can have soup with moon with bibim naemyeon. Can you? Yeah, you can. I've never had bibim naemyeon with soup. You can. Okay. Well, <laughs> but traditional, like it's the non-spicy one like actually. Bibim naemyeon, the spicy one with the sauce, or do you like the hybrid version? So <laughs> for me, like now I've, now I've been introduced to this <laughs> this bibim hybrid. It's just bibim naemyeon, but like soupy. They well, they just sometimes they offer it. Like, okay. So yeah, you can ask for it if you want. I obviously haven't eaten enough naemyeon. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get bibim naemyeon because it doesn't come with the broth usually. So uh, the broth usually right. has a meat base. I I do actually like it because it's very like vinegary. The mm. the broth of the just plain one um but it yeah it's it's usually it's usually a meat base it's not a fish base um but yeah i like them both mm-hmm. but i like being man yeah me too yeah they're both good yeah. perfect for summer mm-hmm. yeah and the weather's getting hot here too it is mm-hmm. well Super it's perfect i didn't even plan like i don't even know how i thought of ice but yeah it's kind of good good word good timing look at that you are in sync with your surroundings Yes, but I'm what not living going. in the countryside is like <laughs> what being in sync with my surroundings. Being in sync with your surroundings. Maybe not being in sync with my surroundings, but just getting rid of all of the excess noise is more like of that. what it is. That's nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, yes. what you're going to talk to us today? Ice. Yes. Where did you go with ice? Well, I think it's kind of probably obvious to some people. Um, I thought of the ice queen, Kimuna. And I, I love figure skating for what it is, but I'm not going to sit here for an hour and talk about figure skating. (laughs) So I, I was thinking, you know, Koreans are kind of famous for ice skating. They've had some recent kind of 
proteges as of late, and obviously Kimuna is so famous. So I was thinking, you know, just what's the history of sports in general in Korea, mm-hmm. um, particularly ancient sports, and where are those ancient sports at today? So that's okay. what I'm going to talk about. Cool. Yeah. So it's probably easy to guess, but like most ancient Korean sports were developed based on martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, there's some obvious ones for one, like we, I think you talked about it in an episode, Korean archery, and that's not just oh, yeah. them being good today, but that does come from ancient Korea. Uh, and then on top of that, Korean horseback riding, which is sometimes combined with archery. Sometimes they, you know, stand up on the horse and we've talked mm-hmm. about that before too. I think you can, yeah. mentioned you can go to the, um, folk village in Yongin and, and you can go see some people who still do it, but there were some mm-hmm. other sports that I found that I never heard of. So I found this is kind of cool. So most of these are martial arts based. Like I said, I'm curious if you know any of them. So the mm-hmm. first one is called Taekyun with a double G. Taekyun, so strong G. Taekyun. I have heard <laughs> of this one, but I don't remember exactly what it was. So it's spelled T-A-E. So it's Tae and then K-K-Y-O-N, Gyun. So not Taekyun, yeah. but Taekyun. And mm-hmm. it's a kind of martial art. And it's really recognized for its kind of fluid foot movements and that's mm-hmm. called pumbarki in korean and that means stepping on triangles um and so they have a kind of hand and feet techniques to unbalance trip or throw your opponent so it has a lot of leg and whole body techniques with fully integrated arm work and uh so a person who does this is called a take young boon the expert Boon. so Boon, yes. right Gun, double g oh gun oh gun okay gun so since the 20th century this has kind of been seen as like this link to ancient korea um mm-hmm. so it's provided historical references for a lot of modern Korean martial arts, and it's often considered the oldest martial discipline in Korea. Um, But of course, like many things, it was almost wiped out entirely during the Japanese occupation. And it was only really rediscovered after the Korean War, um, which is so fascinating to me because it had this, you know, incredibly ancient history, but within the span of 35 years, it was almost entirely forgot. Gone. Yeah. Um, and it was actually the first martial art that was enlisted as a UNESCO intangible cultural heritage, which I, also, wow, fine, really amazing. And uh, it's actually the 76th and intangible cultural property of South Korea. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think it's kind of fun. Go check that out. And uh, I I think, I feel like it's probably uncommon to find a Taekyung studio outside of Korea. Mm-hmm. But maybe yeah. you can find something on YouTube. Roll around. Awesome. <laughs> Another popular sport, which I'm sure you know, is Shidem. Oh, yes, of course. The wrestling, right? Yeah, it's often translated just to wrestling in English, but it is a specific Mm. kind of Korean wrestling. Um, A lot of people might know it from the painting by Kim Hong-do of the Joseon dynasty. There's a really famous painting with a group of people on making a circle and inside kind of heavy set, two heavy set guys battling it out. Yes. So (laughs) this is really popular all over Korea. And essentially what Shidam is, is there's two opponents who try to push each other to the ground using something called a satpa, which is a fabric strap that connects the waist and the leg and their torsos and their hands and their legs. They 
they're using that to push the person down. And it's really distinguished because of the use of the sapa. And also in the ancient times, I guess they used to give the winner a, a bowl, like a really big cow as your prize. Oh, a bull. I thought you said a bowl. No, a bowl. I was like, no, he's a bowl. Cool. <laughs> no. A bull. They give him the bull? Cool. Yeah. So, so it was obviously Valuable. something. Valuable. Yeah. Hey. So, so it's something <laughs> that people really admired, these Shidam wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been around since ancient times and they've practiced Shidam for physical training purposes. They would often use it as a way to take breaks from their work Mm -hmm. and uh they would also use it as a kind of really big contest for folk holidays so it was kind of like a hot thing to go and see Mm -hmm. uh during your holiday breaks and everybody old people young people they would all gather around in a big ring and the wrestlers would all have their own diverse and unique techniques and everybody would cheer for their favorites and then the winner after they get their bowl would ride around in celebration on their bowl so it just sounds like a lot of fun, <laughs> cool. but it's a little bit more than, so it was obviously very praised like for its physical strength and people who were wrestlers, like they were people cheered for their physical talent, but mm. people who were really into it, they kind of believed that it was also an exercise for your mind, um, because it encouraged mutual respect and cooperation. And it also kind of contributed to the joining of communities and groups because everybody loved it so much. It brought people Mm -hmm. from different backgrounds together. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Nice. Like that. And I think if I'm not wrong, well, there, there was a Korean Shidam association, I think like even back then. And uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there's still one even in in North Korea. So it just, you know, it just goes to show it's still such a beloved. It's weird because it is such a beloved thing in both countries, but I don't really feel people talk about it. But there's no association down here? Oh, no, 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 there is. I was just making a point. As in there is still one even there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. I don't hear about it a lot, but... It is one of the sports that they kind of uh, like, not advertise, but they promote as being a like, like you don't hear about Tekyun, but you hear about Shidum. Yeah, you don't hear about Tekyun, and yet it's a UNESCO heritage and yeah, right, <laughs> cultural property. Right, you usually hear about Taekwondo, you hear about Shidum, um, because I mean, like you said, Shidum is is part of not only is it a sport, but it's also it was a part of like, uh, like folk celebrations like like and festivals yeah. and things so it's yeah. it's more than a sport it's uh it was like a, a it was like a traditional like it was like a form of entertainment not just for the, mm. the sport but also for show like, yeah and you said it brought people together yeah and and because people would do it during their work breaks it was almost just like a physical education really yeah and it still is even a now hobby. you can find it in so many <laughs> educational institutions of all levels mm-hmm. in a kind of moderate way. Okay, cool. there's more. Okay. Another martial art called subak. Subak? Like yes. Watermelon? This... <laughs> no. <laughs> no? It comes from Chinese. Oh, okay. <laughs> but and, is it uh, the same spelling in Hangul? 
Uh, yes, but oh, different Chinese, different Hanja. Okay, so different. <laughs> uh, that's the one bad thing about Hangul. It doesn't make room <laughs> right. for all the differences in Hanja, which is Chinese <laughs> characters. So subak is a martial art, and if you speak Chinese, you can understand just by looking at the name that the emphasis with subak is that it comes from your hand techniques, particularly bare hands. And okay. um, it was actually used. So it is a specific kind of martial arts, but it was also used as an umbrella term for any fighting style that used your bare hands as your main source of power. There's another modern martial art called subak do. Um, it so it has the same like pronunciation, but it's different Sorry. spelling in English, and also it's mm -hmm. a different fighting style. So subak and subak do are different. Just remember. Oh, that. they're different. Okay. Well, <laughs> so in Korea, every region had its own style of subak, but today, sadly, only two styles remain. So one is taught purely as something called like the pure subak, and this comes from a guy called Song Chang Yeol. And he was kind of the inventor of this style um, in the mid 20th century, actually. Mm -hmm. And then the other style was actually absorbed into modern Taekyung by a guy named Master Shin Han Sung. And he tried, he was one of the guys who actually tried to bring Taekyung back after the Korean War. Um, and through his research and activities, he realized, okay, he met another Subak master and he said, okay, I'm going to combine these two things that I've learned and make mm -hmm. a new form of Subak. So there okay. are only two kinds of Subak you can learn and neither of them are the ancient one, but I'm, but they have, you know, features. Yeah. Yeah. Of the ancient. I guess, Roots. uh, I've never seen Subak, but I, I imagine it to be something similar to, um, I don't know, like, uh, oh, what's the word in Chinese? Hold on. I can't think of the English word. You say it focuses on hands and like bare hands and feet. Yeah, uh, mo mostly your hands, hands, like, your bare hands, feet don't need to be bare. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't you know. Get your feet out of there. Yeah. Anyways, I guess kind of, well, I, I don't know. Actually, I, the difference is, I know like there are very clear differences in martial arts, but mm. I can't think of, I can't think of exactly what I would compare it to. Mm -hmm. And then one of the best ancient sports. Yeah. Is and you probably know this, but you might not know the Korean name. It's uh -huh. called Cha Jan Nori. Do you Cha know? Jan Nori. So in Cha English, Jan, I guess it. Uh, from the name, probably not. No, only if you know Chinese, probably. <laughs> yeah, nori. No. But you can guess with Nori. Nori play. So it's, yeah, this is kind of right. more of a game. It's not. It uh -huh. is a sport, and it definitely requires a lot of talent. But uh, in English, interestingly, the translation is juggernaut battle. Does that ring a bell? Juggernaut battle. Um, I, I know that word juggernaut, but honestly, I can't tell you what it means. Well, this is really juggernaut fun. Juggernaut battle. I've actually seen it. It's amazing. It originated in Andong and it's very famous in Andong. Oh. It's a... Uh, it's like very, very associated with Andong. And mm -hmm. it was a traditional game. And unfortunately, it was usually played by men at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a game that originated as a commemoration of Wang Gyan's victory over Gyanhuan in the Battle of Gochang, or at that time it was called Gochang today, Andong, in the year 930, so Shilla period. Wow. Um, 
and near the, or actually it was the end of the later three kingdoms period, just as things are changing mm-hmm. to Shilla. So it kind of, some people compare it in the West to a jousting match, but it's very different. So basically you have these big kind of log frames that are tied together in the shape of like a triangle with no base. And on top of them are two commanders and they're dressed like three kingdoms period or Chosun or Shilla commanders. Like they, even today they wear the costumes Mm -hmm. and there's two guys. And on the bottom, there are a bunch of people holding up the logs who are on the teams of the commanders. So the log frames are known as Dongche and they're 10 meters long and they're wrapped up with rope and they're tied together. So the whole thing is 20 meters long. It's huge. Okay. Absolutely insane. And at first it starts off with these Dongche, these logs lying horizontally, but then as their team members push up, the logs start to rise up in the air. So the commanders are like up higher and they basically have to push each other's team um to the edge or uh so the people on the bottom need to fall or i think the guy on the top needs to fall what happens if he falls you lose your team loses he's 10 meters high yeah yeah, i know but he's your commander (laughs) but but what happens to him someone catch him he's not 10 meters high the log is 10 meters long but he could be 10 meters high if it gets to it i don't think the people on the bottom are going to be that (laughs) able to push it up that high okay you've seen it is high but he's not gonna die (laughs) all right okay the teams are traditionally called east and west team and yeah like i said the the team wins by forcing the other teams don't shake to the ground so pushing the log to the ground, pushing the, the people fall down to the ground or the guy falls to the ground. Um, and then that sounds like a lot of fun to watch. I wouldn't want to play it. It's so <laughs> but, fun, but it watch. looks like a lot of fun. To, sounds like a lot of fun. to watch. And because everybody is dressed in traditional clothes, when you, mm-hmm. when your team wins, you take off your straw sandals and you all throw them up in the <laughs> air. And those are some of the most famous uh, games. And then interestingly, oh. another kind of, well, it's funny because we had recently debated about it's chess a game. Um, but for a lot of Korean people, ancient Korean people, tra- traditional folk games like Yunori, they were considered almost like a sport. Like a sport. Mm-hmm. You play it outside and you play it with friends and you'd be very active and be jumping mm-hmm. around. And so that was yeah. kind of a physical activity for them. Cool. Thank and you so much. That was, that's really. I still have more. But oh, you do. You want to say <laughs> anything you want to say about traditional sports before I go to my next part? Well, I had um, as you were talking, I realized that I have read about Tekyon before, mm. and uh, what I'd read about it was, um, I might be wrong with this part, but I think they tried to get it into the Olympics. But that no, uh, no, wrong. That one. was the other one. Yeah, I, I think you're think right. The name. Yeah. Um, but then, um, but they, what they, uh, what they tried to do was, um, it was, uh, again, like you said, after the Korean War, they tried to make it like um, an official sport of the military, like an official technique of the military. They tried to have that introduced there. Not Hapkido? Um, I, it was Taekyung? Yeah, it was Taekyung. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read that um, somewhere. 
It makes sense. I, read, I mean, I it's a big martial art form if you're Korean. Yeah. There was um there was something there was something about it. I don't know. Do you know when Taekwondo was like formed, created? Oh gosh. Not, I mean, I think Taekwondo's uh Taekwondo's it's been not very old, is it? Uh well the problem is is like well, I thought it I thought it was old. Well, okay, so the it was officially developed in the 1940s and 50s, it says. Um okay. I guess I guess they but they got a lot of their moves from Taekyung and Subak and another mm-hmm. one called Gwanbup. So I guess like the moves themselves aren't old, but the the rules and the formation of it as a sport yeah. is only, yeah, it's only about right. 70 years old. Yeah. Then there is something to do with Taekyung. This is not, it's not useful information if I can't tell you the exact fact. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something, it, it's either that, um, because t- it's either the fact that Taekyeon was practiced so differently in so many different parts of the country. And yeah. then um, they grouped together a bunch of like the kind of the leaders of the sport and mm-hmm. had them like almost unify it, like to make it, uh, what's that? Yeah, to create like a uniform like um, uh, way of practicing it. Um, and then that kind of led to the formation of, of the Taekwondo that we know now. Probably. Um, yeah. But it was definitely Taekyeon that they tried to have introduced as it was the the, the president at the time tried to have it introduced mm-hmm. as the the kind of the, the the official sport like and one of the techniques of the, the pre-military. People who don't people who know basics of martial arts, if they saw Taekyeon, they'd probably mistake it for Taekwondo anyways. Yeah, I think if you watch Taekyeon, it's more of a dance. There's more interaction between I feel like just jumping around and sweeps and kicks and brushes it just it looks more um it's for me it's kind of more interesting to watch mm-hmm. but I think like there's always some element of that with a less famous sport because once the sport gets so famous there's so many rules and things you have to follow yeah. that it does lose its grace a little bit <laughs> right yeah. not to say taekwondo people are not insanely talented oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> Right. And, I mean, the, the, the Taekwondo shows are amazing. Like the, uh, oh, the, crazy. Dis- the dis- display groups are awesome. They're awesome, but you know what they're missing? And I think this is what I love about Taekyung is that usually mm-hmm. with the display shows, they do something as a group and then they have one player, they have one person come out, do all these amazing tricks where the rest of the team supports them. And it mm-hmm. goes back and forth between that. But there's so often, there's so not often two people just fighting each other. You don't really, unless, uh, so you don't you see how it's used in, in, in yeah. as an actual sport rather than, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That would be the nice. The shows are amazing though. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to the Taekwondo, Taekwondo Center in Gangnam. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're in Muju, you can go to the National Taekwondo Center. But <laughs> I don't know why you'd go there. Although I was why there. Why would you be in Muju? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, some reasons. <laughs> So those are the ancient sports. Ancient ones. All right. So I, I guess like now, are you you going for modern now? I'm just going to give a little history on, not on specifically modern sports, because I think as people know, Korea is very globalized. A lot of the sports yeah. that they love here are the sports that we all love. Mm-hmm. So just kind of introducing the history of physical education and sports in, in Korea and how they've okay. kind of become, because they've become... And even still are becoming a sporty country, but they weren't yeah. always. 
Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about it. Cool. Yes, please. So in the late 19th century, it was kind of when modern quote unquote modern sports were introduced. Um, and that mm-hmm. was, that basically came alongside Chosun opening up the Incheon port and thus opening right. up themselves to the outside yeah. world. So this kind of brought a situation to the Korean empire at the time. Hey, maybe we should use sports to kind of strengthen our people and strengthen their minds and their bodies. And maybe we should consider physical education for school. And I oh. think probably another layer of this, and this is just my educated guess was that they were right on the brink of, you know, occupation by Japan. They knew it was coming. Yeah. So, Hey, if we can have, and actually at that point, you know, the Japanese government, they were in the process of completely like getting rid of the Korean military. So they're like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we can try and get some, you know, strong yeah. strength to our people. Strengthen our people. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it really became a focus, uh, among people nationally only from the start of the 20th century. And it actually was used as well by the Japanese. So, well, like we said, uh, so yes, the Korean, oh, my train of thought is like all over the place. <laughs> so the Korean government tried to establish this physical activities in school. The Japanese saw it as a threat to their power and they actually limited physical activities that Koreans were allowed to do. (laughs) I love how the Japanese were like, everyone stop working out. (laughs) Although I said, I said, oh, okay, but it's not surprising really. (laughs) I mean, they wouldn't let them speak their language. So (laughs) you wouldn't, but but I wouldn't think about it as like, we're going to take away your language, but we're going to take away your physical education classes. So you're not strong enough to fight back. I mean, Koreans are strong minded people. So if their physical Mm -hmm. strength can match their mental strength, I would be scared too. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So Korean people didn't really do much about this. They kind of just went with the flow, but Mm -hmm. after the March 1st independent movement, which happened in 1919, um, this whole conversation of physical education activities was brought up again. So as a result, the Chosun Sports Council uh, was founded on July 13th, 1920. And actually it remains today. It has had a name change. It's now called the Korea Sports Council. (laughs) Um, But yes, it's been around for about a hundred years. Okay. More than a hundred years, actually. Oh yeah. And even in the 1920s, they hosted and sponsored games. They had all kinds of different events. They had the first ever Joseon baseball tournament, which is (laughs) awesome. And, you know, after that, all these sporting events just went like wildfire across the country. Um, And this was the first time in Korean history that you started to have professional athletes that were recognized by the public, Mm -hmm. which is amazing because it was still during the Japanese occupation. Um, and so, yeah, they've, they've really grown to be recognized, you know, even in the international arenas, they won South Korea, won two bronze medals in the London 1948 Olympic games. That was kind of the first, Hey, okay. Korea. Cool. What were um, they for? Um, I don't actually know. R- uh, running. One was running, R- running. I think, uh, I can't okay. remember the other one. Interesting. In <laughs> a guy named Yang Jung Mo got a gold medal in the featherweight division of wrestling in the 1976 Summer Olympics in Montreal. 
Well, she did. And then after, yeah, there you go. <laughs> after that, South Korea started ranking with the sporting powerhouses in the 1980s. So they were kind of like recognized officially as a good yeah. team to compete against. And mm-hmm. in 2004, at the Summer Olympics in Athens, um, they showed really strong performances. Um, they got four consecutive top 10 finishes. I don't uh, remember for what events. And then they hosted mm-hmm. the Asian Games in 1986. Uh, yeah, right. And then you, you finished my sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in 1988, <laughs> Summer Olympics. Yeah. And then 2002? 2002. Uh, World Cup. Yes. FIFA World yeah. Cup. Yeah. And then? The, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. When you, when you think in about that space of time, yeah, yeah, like all the country, there's over 200 countries in the world, and Korea hosted like four huge events in a. It is quite mind-boggling that the World Cup ago. came to Korea. I know, <laughs> and not. I think facility. Not, I mean, because I mean, but as well, uh, as well the. <laughs> But okay, wait, what am I saying? Um the wait, oh, hang on. What I there was a thing, it came in my head. I mean, the Korean national team is, I mean, it's not like they qualify for the World Cup, but they're not like great. Like, they usually they base Korea? it on funding and and oh, uh, true. the location. Yeah. It's usually mm-hmm. about the design of the stadium and that's very true it usually isn't that's a team yeah i mean i heard we... that it was uh because of the world cup that the plumbing systems were all improved or was that the um, olympics i don't know they started but... installing like uh standard toilets olympics. because of the olympics but that's why that's why the um that's why the plumbing systems are all really like shallow under the ground because and and they're not they're very weak because uh because they're installed really quickly (laughs) i don't know but i know that's i know that the 2002 stadium the world cup stadium was the reason why the oil tank culture park became a culture park because (laughs) the fifa was like yeah you can build it but you got to get rid of those oil tanks like we're not gonna have that next to a construction site (laughs) south korea was like okay but we don't have the money to get rid of the tanks and they're like not our problem and put some inside them yeah (laughs) korea solved it the way they always do turn it into an industrial cafe and an art gallery (laughs) and it worked yep and uh yeah, Koreans love. There were there are the mm. there are World Cup stadiums all over the. Well, they built that one especially for the World Cup, didn't they? But they that the, was specifically the, built for the two thousand two World Cup. Right, but there were matches held all over the country. Right, some were even held on Jeju. Probably. Hmm. But that cup that that was built for that. Yes, the one yes. in Seoul. Right. Fun fact: It's uh, designed after a. Bangpeyan, uh, shield kite. Oh, is oh, it? wait, is that right? Or is that the world? Or is that the Olympic Stadium? Which one is oh, which? No, which one is the Olympic Stadium? That's the one next to you, where you work. 
That's a baseball stadium. No, that's no, this Olympic stadium next to it on the other side behind it. Is Girl, it? Yes. That's the, uh, that's I mean, the I, I one. That, I, if you go outside, the there's like okay. all these huge plaques and the little cute tiger guy is there. Yeah. Yeah. But don't they, isn't that now one of the, the like home grounds for one of the baseball teams? No, the, there is a baseball stadium. The world cup stadium is behind it. There's oh. two stadiums there. <laughs> Can't believe okay. you work right next to it and you never I mean well okay so it, it, because in my head there was only one stadium there and I thought it was the baseball one there is baseball. oh it is the okay yes the FIFA World Cup one was the one designed after uh oh, the, the, the shield kind of the world yeah I think so gosh whatever who cares <laughs> one There's of a them. stadium <laughs> somewhere in Korea that is designed after yeah, the shield kite and uh, and we don't know which one it is, but you can just go on Google Maps and you can look at all of the, the pictures and you can tell us which one it is. And no, it if is, you get the is, answer it's, right, it is then the don't stadium. tell them. Oh, you tell them. <laughs> I was going to say, if you get the answer right, we will send you a shield kite. No, we will not because that's too expensive <laughs> just to send anything. We can send you a deconstructed shield kite and you can build it yourself. Or we can just fax you the instructions on how to make one. You can actually Google Korea it. Still uses there are some old people on YouTube. We'll just, we'll just send you the link. Or No, actually, yeah. Like you said, you can Google it yourself. Yeah. There you go. Uh, All of you are winners in this competition. There you go. Um, it was interesting too, because then when they built it, they made it so that the glass, w- w- you could see the color through it. Because if you have a shield kite, um, it's, traditionally it was made out of mulberry paper. So if you were to put mm-hmm. it up to the sun, the sun would shine through. So they actually right. added that into the That's construction. So cool. Yeah, it was cool. And you I know, don't think I've ever been inside that stadium. Um, I've been outside I've that stadium. I've been able been to see in it because I've, yeah, I've seen inside, but I'm not like, waltzed my way in but i've seen it yeah. i've seen the the seats and the grass and whatever but i didn't go for a cool. stroll nice i don't think i've been in any stadium in korea i've never been to see a baseball game or anything so they're so fun yeah, i've heard man oh yeah that's a whole topic in and of itself um baseball culture i'm having a I'm having deja vu. I swear we've said like, we'll talk about that on another podcast episode because it's so insane. But I, there are a lot of- uh, I feel like you've, talk, you've talked about it before, haven't you? Well, I don't, that's what I mean. I can't remember. I can't remember if I sure did or if I actually just said, I think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Maybe it was, was it a culture corner? I don't know. No, it was not that's a culture a corner thing. because no, culture, culture corner, corner is, is recent. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Anyways, there are a lot of documentaries about why Koreans love baseball on in English on YouTube, so you can go check it out. But it's great. I mean, like you said, it's it's been it's been here for over over a hundred years. Yeah, they held, held they held a baseball baseball tournament in the twenties. Yeah, they did. Nineteen twenties, yeah, not the twenty twenties. Oh, scary. Yeah, hundred years ago. For those of you who are totally living under a rock. Um, there are two very famous <laughs> Korean athletes today that you should know. Yeah. One of them mm-hmm. is Son Hung Min. Yeah. He's a forward for the British Premier League, Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. And you should also know Yu Hyun Jin, who is a professional baseball p- pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays of the Major League Baseball. Oh, cool. Mm. 
My mic is glitching again. Let's end this quick before we have more technical problems. Okay. Do you have anything you want to say about Korean sports? Um, uh, the only thing that I would like to say is that the nickname for the, the curling, the women's curling team at the 2018 <laughs> Olympics was great. The garlic girls. Yeah. Yoja. Onni? Onni? I'm not sure. Manu. I don't know. Manu yo. No, no, it's not Manu Yoja. It's like Manu. What is it? Garlic I girls. Don't, I don't know, but they were the they were the garlic. They're called the garlic girls in English. It something was Manu like that. Or something. Girls. But I don't remember if it was like mm-hmm. Onni or. I don't even remember why. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want my uh, I was reputation to be known forever as a garlic girl. I mean, they did win gold medal though, so true. But but they, they went through shit. They had the whole gold. sexual abuse claim afterwards. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, poor. Women. But I only got silver, right? Out. Too bad. Good for them. No, they got gold. No, I think they just got silver. They got silver. Yeah. Oh, they played it. They did really good though. They're cute. Yeah. I thought they got gold. No, I don't think they so. did beat England though in the in the semi-final. They got gold in your Oh, I remember why. I remember why they're called garlic girls. They're all from Yisong, which is the farming area known for garlic. All of them. Okay. They're all from the same <laughs> oh, place. Amazing. And what no, do they have? What's in the water? What's in the water in Yisong? I guess that, it makes they're sense. really like, good at curling. <laughs> I guess it's, I guess it makes sense. I think like there's a trend in that of a lot of sports because like once once you have like one person who's kind of famous for that in your community, you Everyone kind of does start. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's actually a common thing, but it is kind of funny. That's there's like five of them, and they're all. And didn't they all like have like weren't they all Kims, or something weird? Weren't they like almost? <laughs> uh, something. They, yeah, there was something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Wait, they each yeah, have yeah, their own Kim nickname Eun-jung, within the team Kim as well. Kim Young-mi, Kim Kyung-ae, Kim Cho-hee, and Kim Sun-young. That's crazy. Are they actually, <laughs> is that real? Did I just read? I just read that really no, quickly. I and I didn't. Right. That's insane. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should, cool. maybe I should have talked. Maybe I missed the opportunity to talk about the garlic girls. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're listening and you and you really love the garlic girls and I'm like butchering all this information about them. <laughs> anyway, that's all I wanted to say about sport in Korea is that if you don't know about the garlic girls, then you should go and find out about the garlic girls. And you're just, living just because I love their team name. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and they're really good at what they do. So that's true. They well, really they're good. silver at what they now I'm just joking. First the worst, second the best. <laughs> oh. I mean, look at the winners of like all of the X Factors and American Idols. The winners, you never hear about them again. You always was, hear about the runners up. When was the last season of American Idol that you watched? That's a genuine question. Like who was the one? I've never watched American Idol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, you it's are, it's you not shown point. on our TV. I, I always watch the, uh, I watch the, the kind of the, I watch clips of it. Mm, sure clips the all worst it on ones. social media and on youtube and stuff but um i've never watched a season of american idol 
I would have to say probably the last time I ever saw a winner, and I don't even remember if he was the winner, but the season with David Archuleta, was that his name? <laughs> I have no it's still idea. Going. It's still going, but does mm-hmm. anybody even know who the new American idols are? <laughs> no. So is the X Factor. I think. Yeah, that's true. Gosh, there's too many. It's like the voice. America's got talent. Britain's got talent. Yeah. It's always a winner. Except for that girl who had her dogs. The girl who had her dogs? Yeah. A dog girl won. (laughs) A dog girl. Yeah. (laughs) Do you mean the winner's always a singer? Yeah. Yeah. Except for the dog girl. In the UK, there was a um there was a dance group that won once. Yeah. I think there was there have been like some there was a solo dancer George comedian George something George something he was really famous because he did this singing in the rain dance but he did like a backflip and then landed on his back that kind of move but then it came out in the news that he had a a problem with his back <laughs> that he could probably die from oh and that he shouldn't be doing that dance move but oh. he still did it the death drop like the drag queen death drop. Yes, except bend the leg. Well, that one they just drop backwards, right? And they They have one leg bent. Yeah, one leg is bent. One leg is bent, and one leg is out straight, and then they just drop flat on their back. But his one was like it was a front flip, but instead of landing on your feet, you then landed flat on your back. Why would you want to do that? Uh, I don't know. It looked cool at the time. I guess it won him a competition. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. He was very young too. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I also remember Tapeface. Do you remember Tapeface? I don't know yes. if he won Yes. He was cool. I liked him. <laughs> Creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. Bit weird. <laughs> there was a comedian uh, one as well, I think. Yeah. They're there was singers. a little girl. Come on. <laughs> They're not all singers, but yeah, I think there was a little girl comedian who won. Wasn't there a little girl on the American one who won and she won with a ukulele? Um, she I don't like know. became quite, she, be, she became a bit famous after that, particularly on YouTube. I'm very out of touch with that stuff. Mm. Except tape I just face. see clips of it. Except tape face. <laughs> it's the best. Tape face is great. And that flautist who stripped. And then everyone said the flautist who stripped. And then Terry Crews came out and he came out without his clothes on because he's a flautist. And then it was like two strong. Is he? Men. Yeah, he's really good. I too. didn't know he played the flute. Wow. It was like these awesome guys playing the flute. <laughs> they were playing. So cool. They were playing that song from Magic. Man. If you own it, let's do in the flute. But it was really bad. I mean, just not because they're bad, but it was like just on a flute. It does not sound good. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is going anyway. Off. Sport in Korea. <laughs> Everybody go watch Terry Crews strip and play the flute. <laughs> and then go and watch some shit or something. <laughs> uh, or play Terry Crews playing the sexy flute song in the background while you're watching a shit match. Now you're talking leveled up wild Wednesday night. <laughs> I think we're done here. Don't you I think we're done? Yeah. We're Thanks done. for listening, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> See you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>